Beef and Bites Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. There's a guy named Hal and there's Danielle and this guy Mike Eagle is there as well. Tights and Bites Podcast. Tights and Podcast. We're a podcast. Something, something, other words that rhyme with podcast. 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 Ain't nobody podcast. Hi. I'm a southern boy. We're the podcast. With the podcast. Ain't nobody man enough to pod the cast. Welcome to Tights and Bites, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. Can you tell that I forgot that it was my job to host this week? I am Danielle in a cell, Radford. I am holding down the fort on my own today um, with a very special guest, a new member of the Nation of Conversation. I'm so excited. Joe, the rated R super. Star. <laughs> Welcome to Tights and Fights, Joe. I did it. I'm so happy to have Finally you. here. I'm super excited. Um, so for those of you that don't know some of his credentials, um, Joe is one of the Emmy-nominated writers of mm. Honest Trailers. He mm. is one of the hosts and writers and personalities at Screen Junkies, um, which is a, a thing you probably have heard of. Um, but if you know me, you have. He also just recently wrote an incredible EP called... Oh yeah, buy it. It's uh, it's <laughs> it's called a British murder robot tries comedy for the first time, and it's the story of a British murder robot that decides that he wants to drop out of law school and be a comedian, <laughs> and it destroys his life. It's one of my favorite things on the whole of the internet right now. Um, okay, so before we get going with what's going on this week, we like to open up with guests on their first time on the podcast yeah. by getting kind of an idea of their relationship with wrestling. Yeah. So how did you get into dudes fighting dudes? Pre, like, because uh, I think everybody goes through the, we really liked it when we were kids. Right. And I don't remember not liking it when I was a kid. Like, me and my neighbor drew British flags on big gray pieces of cloth, and we <laughs> ran around and pretended to be the British Bulldogs. <laughs> which, you know, I'm, like, really well built. <laughs> and so, me running around as, like, a child... Uh, shirtless with a British cape <laughs> saying that I was Davy Boy Smith. Uh, um, I, I just, how old were you? Oh, God. Around this time, 12, 13? Probably 10, maybe. Probably yeah. 10. Okay, so just like imagine. 27 a, years old. Like, <laughs> a very young 90s guest model. <laughs> That's a dude. Not in those days, sister. <laughs> um, and then uh, I, I think I fell off at some point, as you do. Mm. I remember a buddy calling me and being like, Hulk Hogan just turned into a bad guy. You got to watch. And like I tuned in and then from there on, it was just like clockwork. Uh, me and my best friend, uh, Sean Smith, who's a comedian in Louisville. That, that was when the racist tape dropped, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's when he started. <laughs> Someone was like, you got I wasn't. I wasn't a fan <laughs> through my teenage years, then my 20s, and then well into my 30s. And then out of nowhere... My best friend I grew up with called and was like, Hulk Hogan's a bad guy now. He was like, you got to see, you got to see this tape that Hulk, this mixtape that Hogan dropped. That's sweet fire. <laughs> so yeah, I've been, a, I've been a fan again for about two years. <laughs> so, so this is something when we talk about um, when people get into it when they're kids, because they all come through different eras. So were you a huge um, WCW guy? And WWE or just? No, just W. I 
There was an older kid in our neighborhood. Uh, God, I can't. Re- I cannot remember. I could make up any name, and you'd be like, "Cool story." It doesn't matter what his <laughs> name is. Um, but he was into WCW and like really liked Ric Flair and the Four Horsemen, and he was slightly older and got us all into trouble. So like, that's when I was little. That's what I associated with WCW was this kid we weren't supposed to hang out. with. It's nothing but trouble, and it starts five it was, minutes late. It was. Uh, it was real. You see, uh, WCW was real. You see, uh, whereas WWF was. Um, uh, indie race car drivers that also wrestle um, <laughs> right. that terrible that that era of wwf that people consider terrible uh-uh that stuff was awesome oh where everyone where everything was just an occupation yeah but also you had like hakushi tearing it down with like <laughs> bret hart and like quang running around <laughs> like like that's my era like i love yeah when everyone had a job or they were a ninja <laughs> was what's my era but you have been watching some of like the current era. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I'm still a fan. I'm still tuned in. A little less on my week to week right now. Like the main shows have not done a great job of holding my attention for a little while. But uh, like NXT, I'm really enjoying. NXT's Lucha Underground, I wasn't, I, w- I was enjoying, and then I think I, I just fell off. Not necessarily because it got bad. It was just there's that so, there's... long stretch in between the last two, like in between the last season. I think a lot of people, yeah, it, it lost some people. And you just you only have so much time. <laughs> it, that's a cool problem to have with wrestling that there's like a ton of it, mm-hmm. but you know you only have so much time. I find that too because I used to be like the person here who was like I watch everything, and then I'm like I have too many jobs. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not possible for me to watch everything, but I'm trying. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Speaking of Lucha Underground, I don't know if you have seen this, but Marty the Moth is the new Lucha Underground champion. Have you seen? uh, So you're kind of aware of Marty the Moth. So I know. Yeah, I know. He was like, he was a joke when I was watching. Like he was, Mm -hmm. he lost a lot. And then I remembered he kidnapped someone and -hmm. then he had a sister. Mm -hmm. And then I guess Pentagon got meaner. Yeah. Which. I don't know how that they did it, but they did. He started breaking both their arms. Yeah, he was he was mean, a mean dude who breaks arms, and now he's a meaner dude who breaks arms. Right. I love that Marty is the champion now. I mean, that's a hell of an arc to yeah. go from. I mean, that's if they had just like carried one, two, three, kid like all the way to main eventing <laughs> mania. Yeah, instead of like Marty's like licking the belt, one, two, three, kids just like crotch humping everything. Yeah. Yeah, not even no, not even crotch hunting one two three kid. Just the uh, baby faced child. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> like, oh, with the curly mullet. Oh, Sean. Yeah. Oh, we love you. We love you, Sean. <laughs> so, speaking of champions, are you excited for the WWE title match after Samoa Joe did this on Tuesday? The great thing about our business is that we get to travel all over the world, see strange things that we never thought we'd see. We get to go places that we never thought we would ever, ever find ourselves. And tonight, I find myself in one of those places. He's at my house, Pete. That's all right. This dude's at my house. What are you doing at my house? This dude's at my house. This dude's at my house. You are angry, aren't you? Why are you at my house? You are fired up. Is that blood boiling? It should, because you know, like I know, your family is home right now. Get away, Joe. Please, man. I'm begging you, bro. I'm begging you. What's that rage feel like now? Is it turning to fear, AJ? Is it? Because that is exactly how you will feel when I beat you for the WWE Championship in Australia. You 
Willie? You denied me the WWE Championship. That's one thing when you stole. When you stole it from me, AJ. That demanded consequences. Hey, man, I'm begging you, man. <laughs> I'm begging you. <laughs> Daddy's home. God. <laughs> what? He's at my house. He's at my house. He's at my house. Oh, Joe, I'm begging you. <laughs> don't go to my house. Don't go to my house. <laughs> Just come wrestle with me. <laughs> but don't go to my house. <laughs> so have you seen a lot of this? This yeah. Yeah. Well, some of it's been some of it. There've been there've been hits and misses, but a lot of the like I'm your daddy now stuff has really resonated with me. I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe I just like the idea of Samoa Joe. Uh, I think you just like daddies. I think I think I just like daddies. Um, that is a fair point. I think you just like thick daddies. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> I just got read on my own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> wow, read me, Joe. So um, I'm I'm excited for this feud. I do think I love AJ. I love him more when they ain't got him talking too much. So, so this stretches back to like the Shinsuke feud with AJ for me where it's like stop adding things on top of the good at wrestling feud. I feel like sometimes especially with because there are certain feuds that are just I'm good and I want to fight you to be the the gooder. Sometimes I feel like with these particularly with AJ and maybe it's just because he does have so many opponents that he's had these amazing barn burner matches within other companies. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it feels like they're like, well, that was good for what you guys do, but now it's going to be in the stratosphere when we put our WWE all over it. Yeah, which hurts the genre a little bit, I think. Like, when he's like, you're going to feel even worse after I take the WWE title from you, and it's like, no, 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 no. You're breaking into his home right now <laughs> on, on FaceTime. That's a pretty like, bad. that's worse. Like, that is so much worse. That's so much worse than not having like a the, title. When it's Undertaker and when it's Kane and Wizards and, like, Monks <laughs> and Lightning and stuff like that, it's like, okay. Or Glacier, you know? Like, <laughs> like if you want to go full on, like, Blood Runs Cold with some, like, really wacky Mortal Kombat characters, like, cool. But when it's just straight up, like... I'm at your house. <laughs> Big Daddy's at your house. <laughs> like, that's that's so weird to me. Um, so <laughs> we are one week into Aiden English as a heel. Uh, I don't do segues either. Um, that's fine. I'm, I'm not Roth. I'm not doing segues. Um, we're one week into Aiden English as a heel. Are you on board with the drama? He's stirring between mm-hmm. Rusev and Lamna and and also contributing to Lana's loss to Becky Lynch. Yes. Uh, but which, first of all, I don't know how much contributing you really have to, but that's fine. <laughs> and it's not, to, it's no shade at Lana. It's just Becky Lynch is Becky fucking Lynch. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, we can talk about Becky Lynch, too, because she's awesome. And yeah. I love that, like, they keep trying to make her a bad guy, and everyone's like, no, she's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, this lady, uh, she's right. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Uh, yes and no. Yes, because I think um, they've been laying a lot of groundwork for these guys like as characters and I think the Rusev Day thing was really fun but uh, what I don't like is that uh, they've already done like three Lana cheated on me maybe angles like they did it with Dolph they okay they've done one other Lana I I feel like it's two I just can't remember what the other one is no I think it just felt like that I think it just felt like it was too many because it's never a good 
I don't ever want them to do the Lana and Rusev are broken up for some reason arc. It, yeah. It, it's unnecessary. It doesn't work. Well, and it's also more interesting. They make each other stronger together. Yeah. Except the one exception is when he threw a fish at her. That was awesome. Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, <laughs> it was. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? It was just like, I got you a fish. Yeah, somebody. he was like, take this fish. And he like, <laughs> oh, he threw that fish like Brock throws a chair. <laughs> it was oh, great. he threw it so hard. Um, but, uh, I, so, so it'll go one of two ways. Either it happened, and then that's weird because you just separated like a really a couple with like really great natural chemistry, like yeah. like Savage Elizabeth chemistry. Or it's not real, and we see security footage of her walking to a room, and then Aiden winks at the footage and walks in after her, and oh, and Rusev goes, Argh! and like that's. <laughs> Which is also not satisfying, so I don't know what you do. I never want it to be like an Aiden and Lana and whatever. I always want it to be an Aiden is jealous of Lana because she is always with his buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like that's his only friend. He feels like a third wheel. And he feels yeah. I never um, want it to ever. I just never. I don't think that there's any. I don't think there's anything to gain with any kind of. Uh, unless you, for some reason, you're trying to write Lana off the show for a couple of months so that she can go act in the Marine Ten. There's no sure. other reason. There's no reason for it. Yeah, and I think um, it's it's not as bad as the I'm at your house, um, <laughs> but it's still like just let it be about the wrestles. Rusev. Just let it be about the wrestles. Where I'm, it's at like, I'm at your home. I'm at your home. With Lana in Milwaukee. <laughs> We're going to get a lot more into the S.H.I.E.L.D. drama from Raw in our main event. Um, but what did you think of the Hounds of Justice versus Baron Corbin and the Authors of Pain? Uh, <laughs> that's okay. That's, I don't that's know. Um, to make. It, it was, uh, I don't know. I like everything going on around them right now. I like the... Uh, the weird sit-downs with the S.H.I.E.L.D. and then Ziggler and McIntyre that are sort of mm -hmm. happening around that. Yeah. Where it's like, why are you with the S.H.I.E.L.D. right now? They don't seem to give a shit about you. And then, you know, the other way of being like, Drew, why are you with Dolph Ziggler? Like, how does that fit into your goals of coming back to conquer? Right. So that stuff's been cool. I think that the authors of Pain are great. I really do. I think they're super fun. But right now I'm just kind of like, I don't... They didn't know what to do with them when they called them up, so there wasn't really anything behind it. Mm -hmm. I think it could have been a real interesting way to like bring them into the feud and be like, see, prove yourselves against the shield and kind of manipulate them into, into, right. into doing things. You're big dudes in tactical gear. Yeah, <laughs> so are they. Big dudes in yeah. tactical Go gear. Go fight these other boys in tactical <laughs> gear. Get them. Uh, you now it's the Ninja Turtles versus like the other Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> what did you think of the Revival's losing effort for the tag team titles against Drew and Dolph? I, I liked that match a lot. The Revival is so good. They just make me so, so happy. So good. When they got called up, I was like, there's no way. There's no way that Vince does anything with these, like, old school throwback dudes. Well, and I, I mean, I, they, they, I think they had a real chance. It's just they have been so set back by injury. Yeah, they did. Yeah, that, that's true. That, and that's totally fair. I can't just yell at Vince for every, like, little thing that happens. Yeah, you can. Even though I do. Even non-wrestling things. Yeah, I do. Like, I'm late for a bus, and I'm like, McMahon. I stubbed my toe this um, morning and was definitely like, God yeah. damn it, Vince. <laughs> oh, the booking. <laughs> um, Stop jobbing out my pinky toe. <laughs> Stop jobbing out my toe. Make it look strong. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but no, it was a great match, and I'm hoping that... See, here's the interesting thing is, like, 
Yeah, they're supposed to be bad guys, but I feel like um, we're in an era right now where if you're good at wrestling, like, no one's really going to boo you. Yeah, yep. And I, I feel like they are still adjusting to that yeah. thing where it's like, look— you know, we come from an era of we we've got all you know we've we've got all the superheroes. They're on TV. They're mm-hmm. in the movies. They're in whatever. Like we've we we've gotten to the point where we're no longer Superman good, Lex Luthor bad. There are so many different kind of shades to to things, and more importantly, which is we, weird if that applied like to other pop culture, right? Where it's it like, kind of does. Magneto though. just killed all those people, but man, that work rate. <laughs> Oh man, you see him lift the you see him lift that bridge? That's really impressive. <laughs> Five stars. Man, he must have really been working out while he, while Meltzer he was... says that <laughs> is really high on Magneto. Um, um what were we doing? Oh the revival yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's no shade like people are reacting more to like the work rate. Yeah, which the, is like, and the talent. Because yeah. because we do recognize that these people are actors and so we are connecting with the actors. We like yes. the actor. Yeah. You know, we like Kevin Owens. We like Becky Lynch. We yeah. like the revival. If we connect with the actor, um, then we're going to connect with them. And when they're doing yeah. bad things, we can go, yeah, that person's a heel, but this is fucking entertainment. Some people yeah. cheer for Walter White. And I think that's okay. Like, I don't think, um, I don't think the revival has to go to Brizongo's house <laughs> <laughs> and be like, oh no, <laughs> they're at my house. <laughs> no, stay away from my house. Stay away from my furs. Yeah, stay away from my furs and these children that miss. Weirdly looked just like a combination of Fandango and uh, and Tyler Breeze. Oh, I would watch that show. Wouldn't oh, you watch that's that that's show? my head canon. Our house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, my what is my life? Speaking of teams, so what do you think of the pairing of Asuka and Naomi? I am digging them, and in fact, I'm putting something over from them um, later in the later in the show. I like the, I like both of them as performers. I, I like both of them as wrestlers. I think it's interesting that, you know, when like the Shield and the Wyatts kind of blew up. And so for a while, we're always just like, I don't know, here's just a million six man tags because you guys seem to like that. I feel like right now they're like, hey, you guys love it when women have tag team matches. So we're just going to do a bunch of them. Yeah. Remember how we have to get ready for evolution and we haven't really decided what that's going to look like yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, WWE, sorry about Saudi Arabia, ladies. (laughs) Uh, I think they're really rad. Uh, I think Naomi is. So, so talented, and and I wish she had a last name, but she's one of those Divas era holdovers that doesn't have a last name. I know. It's so interesting, because if you watch um, Totes Divas, they call her, she's like the only one they call by her real name. It's, what they is call her, her It's name? Trinity. They just oh, call that's her, right. She's no, Trinity her, Fatu, or Trinity Knight Fatu, right? Yeah, and uh, I believe so. Definitely Fatu. And, and, and John who I forget what even his Uso name is. Mm-hmm. They're like the only people on there that they call by like their names. That's so weird. That's so interesting. At one point uh, in, in Toad Steve a couple seasons ago, Lana is walking um, in Vegas and she sees the old the old Spice guy, the original one. Yeah. I'm on a horse. And he, he yeah, calls great. her and he calls her CJ for a second. Yeah. And like that's And they all look at the camera uncomfortably like Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> um, Well he does it like off like you hear someone go CJ and she turns around and you don't see him actually say it on camera. I I do love that um her name is Trinity. Right. Like that's the dopest name and someone was like Why you... would you change that to Naomi? Yeah, what do you think about uh 
Naomi. <laughs> okay. <laughs> her name's already, sure. Her name's already Trinity. But I think they're fun together. Like, that's a cool mix of, because, um, like, Naomi's super flashy and sort of, like, a really cool entertainment style. Then Asuka just, like, murders people. Yeah. I, I think the Iconics are awesome. I, I love those ladies. Ugh, they are amazing. I think they're I think they're so good. So yeah, no, I'm I'm excited about anything those those four can do. I hope that they don't just fall into the role of uh, uh, we make fun of the good guys and then get our ass beat. I'm really hoping that that, that mm, like same. I really hope they win in the in the Thunder Down Under. What's the Australian one? The Super Show. There are so many that I have like forgotten. I don't remember which one. There's one with the Undertaker on it. I don't remember which one that is. That shouldn't be a thing. That you're like, I don't remember. I don't remember the Undertaker. I think I'm actively blocking it. I do love that. Because in my brain, he will always have ridden out into the sunset one of the three times he did On his motorcycle, yeah. I do love that a Saudi prince, like, that... I think stopped watching in like 96, just paid the money and was like, show me the things from 1996 that I want to see. And like, all right. Because wasn't the, the other one, like, I'm pretty sure that he was like, give me Yokozuna. And they were like, he's dead. He's... And he was like, give me Yokozuna. I'm paying you so much money. <laughs> and so they just brought in a sumo guy. Yeah, I, you know. Like, I'm pretty sure that's I why. Just, I'm, not, I, I'm not watching the Saudi. I'm not watching anything where there ain't women. I'm just not doing that's it. That's fair. I'm, and and I, I talked about this last week. I'm getting to that point with New Japan, too, even though at least with them, there are a lot of viable women Japanese promotions, mm-hmm. but I'm still, I, I'm, I'm getting yeah, to the aren't point. Aren't there like eight Josie promotions so that many. like, there's so many. They could just buy or and be like, now we're a thing. Or one of them do a fucking match at fucking Wrestling Kingdom. Yep. Why can't you? Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, so I, so I'm, I'm getting to. I love New Japan, but I am getting to the end of my rope with them not having. That's besides fair. Brandy, That's you know, totally fair. who is killing it. Yes, yeah, she get is. Don't me wrong. Yes, she's, she is. she's killing it, but it's also like, I don't know. I don't, I don't like that. Usually, the women on a New Japan pay per view are either like. I don't know that weird manager being led around on a leash, or like yeah, an American lady who yeah. doesn't wrestle, who is awesome, but maybe yeah, no, get I get some you. Japanese ladies in there. I think that would be great. And finally, three kicked Liv Morgan upside the head, briefly knocking her out. It looks like mm. um, some people are saying that it might be a concussion, according to my um, moments on Twitter. So some internet commenters have gotten mad. A lot of wrestlers have come to Bree's defense. Um, for me, I will say one of the best things that I read, and I forget who wrote it, um, was just that injuries do happen. Mm-hmm. Um, wrestling has a way of taking care of it. I talked about this, I think, a lot last week when we were talking about how, you know, how people weren't super jazzed that it was the mixed tag match thing that they were doing with Miz and with Daniel and Maurice and Brie. And I said, you know, both of these women are trying to knock some ring rust off before evolution because you have to have them on evolution. You do. And that's a safe way for them to do so while still getting the still getting their pops and then we still get and I think mm-hmm. it's it's a great way for them to do that. I do feel like Bree's return because your body is just it you know and, and it's it's great that she they they were both able to make full ass people push them out and then get back into the ring I mean I your body just works differently and oh, Brie yeah, yeah, has yeah. never and, and I'm not you know Brie isn't the worst thing that's ever happened to wrestling but she is a product of a time when she, she was doing exactly what she needed to be doing mm-hmm. yes there are other women who are obviously like you know had more experience 
are, are, are a different kind of athlete than she is. I do worry when I see so much vitriol being put on her that I didn't see when Seth was ending careers. I think the frustrating thing is everything they they put on the Bella Twins in terms of like the Bella Twins like started all of this and because that's like that's a big talking point. They were a bridge from one era to the next and with Brie and it's not to say that she doesn't work hard but she wanted to be a different kind of wrestler than Nikki did. Nikki very much, I think, embraced the challenge of, okay, Mm -hmm. well, more wrestling and athletic demands are being put on the women in the league, and I want to make sure that I'm showing up and I'm I'm meeting their level. Um, Whereas with Brie, it's not that Brie doesn't, like, work hard. Mm -hmm. It's not that she wasn't a hard worker, because I'm not going to speak to her worth ethic. I don't, I've, I've never been in a ring with her. But clearly her priority was not, bulking up so she can carry people on her shoulders. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I I, I agree. And I think uh, it's, and I I totally agree that um, I think there's something about, and by something, I mean, we know exactly what it is about Brie Bella that that will always make fans be like, what'd she do? Like, because WWE tries to frame her as Lady Daniel Bryan, which is not fair. (sighs) No, because you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. Um, it it does not help her mm-hmm. to give her someone else's moves when those are not what she does and when it is one of mm-hmm. the most popular beloved wrestlers not just of this era i yeah. think when we talk about it later you know he has this fucking fairy tale story and so to put that on her yeah. like like it could just be wwe 2k whatever and you just give someone someone else's yeah. moveset cuz she's like, not a strong style wrestler she's an she's an entertainment wrestler she can even be like a good comedy wrestler and those are great spots and styles to have but like that's not oh that's not what she does and i think there's just a frustration as um WWE's quote-unquote women's revolution, which means four minutes of women on the show now. We did it. There's so much talent, and it's all being given to a, a part-timer to continue to promote Total Divas, in a right. sense. And Again, I, I don't blame also, her for any of this. It's I've, not her it's fault. The company. Yeah. And it's like, come on, guys. Like, no, and I do. And I, like you said, they're not doing her any favors, yeah. and she does already have the scrutiny from Toad's Dees and Toad's Bells. Yeah. So if you've got any thoughts about everything we've talked about, let us know about them at facebook.com slash group slash tightsfights and at tightsfights on Twitter and Instagram. After the break, we're going to talk about why friendship really doesn't exist in pro wrestling. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Joe. I brought you on the friendship episode. That's coming up next on Tights and Fights. Also, Bree Seahawks gear is amazing. Okay. Pop Record Panel, we have just 30 seconds to prove to Max Fun listeners that we know what the F we're talking about when it comes to pop culture. All right, you guys, let's go. Famous Chris's. Walk-in. Christofferson. Hemsworth. Karen, what's the most iconic lesbian snack? The wings at Hooters. The answer is fried green tomatoes. Margaret, what is the Marvel Cinematic Universe missing? <laughs> My interest. Winter, name someone who will EGOT in your lifetime. Ike Barinholtz. That's beautiful. Top gear or top model? Sadly, I have to say top gear. The clear answer is top chef. But top model taught us about smizing. Pop Rocket, smart takes on everything. Catch us every Friday on Maximum Fun. Tyson Podcast. Tyson Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Danielle Radford, and I'm joined today by... Joe Starr. Hi. Hey! <laughs> this week, we want to take a look at one of the parts Joe of... Mike Eagle. <laughs> yes! Yes! 
Save that for a drop without my irritating laugh. So this week, we are going to take a look at one of the parts of pro wrestling that deserves extra attention. This is our main event. Let's get ready to rock. Whoa! Oh. <sighs> yeah. That scream gets me every time. Oh, guys. They're this at is... my house, Joe. <laughs> Can that go in the sound cue for that from now on? <laughs> is that my house? <laughs> is that my house? <laughs> Okay, this this I'm sorry, I'm I'm putting this off because this main event's gonna break my heart. Friendship is a fickle thing in pro wrestling. Mm. No matter how tight a team or faction appears to be, it's usually only a matter of time before one of them triggers the ultimate betrayal on their road to singles glory. <sighs> We're talking about Fwen breakups, guys. Mm. I'm not gonna be okay. Joe, did you ever have a favorite team that was broken up because one guy turned on the group? I was constantly upset. Growing up, anytime the Hart brothers squabbled, that always got me. I was so invested in Owen and Brett as a kid. I loved their mania. Mat. I loved everything about the saga of that family, which in hindsight is Ooh. horrendously sad. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, everything building up between him and Bulldog, because, you know, like I said earlier, the meta stuff, like, it was always interesting to me. So, like, the peek behind the curtain of, like, oh, the British Bulldog, like, married his sister so like the oh man this like adds levels and blah 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 mm-hmm. so the the hearts were one i was always super super invested in yeah no that's a that's a good one to be invested in um for me i, I think my first time that a friendship breakup really i was really invested in kane and x-pac when they became friends <laughs> i was <laughs> shut up <laughs> I was so invested. Of all the things. You know, because Kane was so big and couldn't talk, and X-Pac was so small and also not great at talking. X-Pac was teaching him to be a person. He was teaching him to be a person. John Waltman's awesome. John Waltman's amazing. But yeah, so X-Pac was teaching... You Stop, Julian. I still see you. He was teaching Kane how to be a person, and then, you know... This is a... I wish they'd... This is a fork. (laughs) I like to believe that's where he learned his love of spaghetti. Yep. It was like the first thing that he could it's Yeah, Xbox really... sat him down for dinner and he like grabbed a handful of noodles and Xbox was like, no, 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 Kane. <laughs> in in not hell, we use silverware. We use a fork. Yeah. I want that fan art. I want that fan art. Draw so it, bad. fans. <laughs> um, and then of course everyone with the first time that the shield broke up that was kind of that was so. That was it perfect. Did, that did. was. It was very well done. And that was heartbreaking. Good wrestles. That, that was, was real good wrestles. Right. That was a really great moment in wrestling. And so we just got them back together after you know a million breakups. Mm-hmm. And WWE is already planting the seed of how the group may break up down the road. Because I think Dean is starting to see the light. You see, Dean. Your laser light from your gun, you. from the gun you have, from all of your but guns. You don't need the shield. All the guns you have? It's ridiculous. Roman and Seth do not appreciate you. Dean, you deserve more. Roman and Seth do not appreciate <laughs> you. deserve more. So does Drew. I think Drew should just join the shield and just make it a four-man crew. Right? Sierra. <laughs> Sierra Hotel, Hotel. Echo. Drew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want it. I want shield duh. <laughs> shield duh. Shield, shield, shield with two D's. Shield with two D's. 
Sierra oh, well, sorry, I'm, Echo. <laughs> I twerked to that. Delta. Drew's here. Drew's here. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you think of new Thick Daddy Dean being the one to eventually break the shield up a second time? If Dean did it? Mm-hmm. Because that's what they were kind of teasing the first time before MC Rollins came in. I honestly don't think they'll do it anytime soon. I really don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're smart enough to see that like the group went through such an arc to get back together. Yeah, because like there was a lot of injuries. We've only had them. We only. It's like we only get to enjoy the new Shield being back together, 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 at like a month here, a month there, yeah. a little scrap. I think. Uh, until someone gets injured, because or... they had to cover so much impossible ground after Seth broke them up and was Triple H's corporate boy. Scuba Seth. Scoo- yeah, <laughs> after he was Scuba Seth, like that was a really good arc. Like I'll give credit where credit's due to WWE for that arc, and then getting them back together. They've even said, I think, you know, like, hey, even if we're not wearing the vests, we're still the Shield. The three of us are still brothers, mm-hmm. and we'll always be watching out for each other and stuff like that. And I think that's inherently more interesting, and I think WWE sees that. Right. Plus the money and because the, they can still sell their individual merch and yeah 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 hundred percent hundred percent. But I think they see that like that's the key to cheer Roman. Mm-hmm. Like so, I don't I don't think they're gonna go anywhere anytime I hope, soon. I I sincerely hope you're right. Why does it seem like betrayal is inevitable for every team in pro wrestling? I think it's. Uh... I mean, I know it's a classic story. Like, friends, yeah. we're friends, we betray each other. I feel like it happens, like, a million times in uh, the Bible, which I, I think... Is... The original wrestling. The original wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> the original, old school WWE. The yeah. Old Testament. <laughs> um, I think it's, you know, you could even look at, like, comics, where eventually Marvel decided there was nowhere else to go with Mary Jane and Peter Parker, and so went to insane lengths to for for the the devil literally had to they show had up. They had to go to hell. The de- yeah, Mephisto had to be like, "I'm at your house." And <laughs> like, your aunt, I got your aunt May. <laughs> I got your aunt May. And Peter, man, <laughs> and get like, out my house. Oh, get out my house, Mephisto. <laughs> Come on, man. My aunt May's in there. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's like a group of some of incredibly brilliant and no shade to the writers. At WWE, because I I know a lot of people that go through there, and they're all very brilliant and very smart. But, like, that's when your whole job is push the narrative of Spider-Man forward, and, like, those guys feel like they hit a wall. Like, imagine Mm. how quickly Vince decides that they've hit that wall. Right. Um... So here's another team that was once a dominant unit before breaking up. I kind of forgot this happened. Jericho and Big Show. But unlike others, this is how they broke up. Show, what are you doing? I'm doing this for us. I mean, we never got our rightful rematch for (sighs) the titles against DX. I mean, I just just can't let it go. I don't don't want this to end. Let it go. It's over. Don't say that. It's not over. Sweet boys. I stay awake at nights thinking about the magic and what we had was special. Mm. You have to admit that. It was special, Chris, but all good things come to an end. I mean, nobody knew me like you did, but we've got to move on. I mean, I'm on Raw, you're on SmackDown. Long distance relationships don't work, Chris. <laughs> it's over. 
I don't care that they were trying to make it <laughs> gay is funny. I still think it's the sweetest fucking thing in the world. Yeah, no, I like I do like that one. I think that was great. very sweet. <laughs> it was pretty sweet. Um, would you like to see WWE try different stuff like that when it comes time to break these teams up? Just kind of an acknowledgement of like, hey, like, because not not every breakup ends with a chair in the face. Most breakups are just, hey, we'd have we want different things. And, yeah, and I feel like they've done that a couple of times, and and I'm blanking on people, but I feel like there's been a couple of teams or alliances. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Regal and Birchall ended up like they their breakup was literally just them going into like whoever was the GM at the time's office and saying like, okay, so we kind of want to be single stars now, and the GM was just like, okay, okay. great, like yeah. and that was the that's end. That's such it. a good yeah yeah. Paul Birchall's like, I want to explore being a pirate, and that's fine, <laughs> and that's a per that's a perfectly reasonable way. Uh, uh, to break up a team. Uh, and it also, like, leaves the door open for future storytelling that you yeah. can come back from. That you can come back like, from. Like, I don't know how lot. you come back from Aiden English being like, I I had sex with your wife. Like, <laughs> even if it's not true, your best friend still said, hey, I had sex with your wife. And it's yeah, like, I don't, we're but, not friends anymore. But, but I do think sometimes they they... They think of these almost like romantic pairings where it's like, okay, but how satisfying is it going to be when we break them up, you know, we keep them apart for whatever reason, and then at the end of season four, you know, finally Ross and Rachel get back together. Yeah. I mean, and there have been, I still remember, uh, even as a grown-ass man who should have been well beyond caring about DX, freaking out because Triple H was getting his ass beat in the ring, and all of a sudden, like... 19 members of the spirit squad got super kicked out of the entrance ramp and Michaels finally came out. Like I was on my, like I was screaming. Like I was so, so stoked. That was real good wrestles. Like, so there is, I mean, there's truth to that. Like the, the will they, won't they? And finally they do. And it's just like this huge, beautiful emotional release. It's just the problem is, is that if you keep doing it, the friendship has to mean a lot for a long time. That's for the the breakup and betrayal to break our hearts. Yeah, and then for when they get back together, for it to for it to make us cry. That's why Mega Powers worked. That's why DX worked. That's why Shield the Shield worked. Mm -hmm. Um, It had yeah, that friendship has to really, really mean something. That's Mm -hmm. why like. Next week when Bobby Roode punches Chad Gable in the face, I don't care. Like, I don't care. I didn't know that they knew each other. You know? <laughs> well, Chad had to go somewhere because his why does the... because his best friend had to go hang out with his fake white dad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chad had to do But why does this, like, successful businessman, like, care about this amateur wrestler? What is Bobby Roode right now? What is Bobby Roode right now? Sorry. He's a theme song in a robe. The other reason for the betrayal is that it usually jumpstarts someone's career as a heel, yes, mm-hmm. and build, build sympathy. On the other side as a face, is there anyone in WWE today who is in a good position to get this sort of dual push? Because when The Shield broke up the first time, mm-hmm. obviously... To some people's chagrin, whatever we we've had this debate a million times. It rose the profile of both Seth and Roman, yeah. and then Dean got a hot dog cart license. Well, the funny thing to me is we just had one, and WWE like is like, don't no, we just had we one. had Becky Lynch, and what's happening? And they're like, no, 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 you're bad. And it's like, no, dude, they love this. They love her because she was in the right. She was right. Mm-hmm. Like Charlotte Flair just keeps getting handed things, and, and, and narratively. 
she's the one you want to get behind. I won't jump dive back into it because I just dove into it ex- by accident, but I think McIntyre uh, is is one beating the crap out of Dolph Ziggler away from like being a major player on Raw. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, man. Do, do you have anybody? I mean, I, I know for a fact I don't want it with the new day at all unless like a month later they're like psych yeah if they're like long conning someone i'm like that's fine because with the i feel like you couldn't get away with it with most teams but if the new day was like boy did you really think we was ever gonna really Mm -hmm. break up no we're just trying to get our boy ahead and now we've got the belt (laughs) the best version recently Mm -hmm. of of a unit splitting up was broken matt hardy and jeff that goddamn segment when Jeff Hardy, normal Jeff Hardy, was like hanging out with I think Seth and like some and Finn. Yeah, and they're just like and hanging out. And crazy Matt Hardy comes up like, oh, the stars have aligned and blah blah blah, and like walks away, and everyone was just like, uh. what? And Jeff's like, yeah, man, that's my brother. <laughs> yeah, it was. Oh, that was so good. That was so good. <laughs> but I like it. It's like that moment where it's like your nerdy your nerdy sibling comes up while you're hanging at the cool kids table, and uh-huh. they're like, what the fuck? And he's like, mm, it's my brother. Oh, uh, uh, um. Carl Anderson and those guys, the club, those guys, they, I, they, they need something. They need to beat the dog shit out of Finn Balor. Yes. Yeah. Just the holy hell. They just need to just beat him within an inch of his life. They need something. And that's because their push. Because th- their whole gimmick is still, we used to be big somewhere else. Yeah. And that's not a good thing. As we can see. Um, so if you've got any thoughts, uh, I'm glad we got through that without me being really emotional. If you've got any thoughts on the week in wrestling, <laughs> y'all know how I like friendship. Keep the conversation going on Facebook.com slash group slash Tights Fights and at Tights Fights on Twitter and Instagram. When we come back, we have got some things from the world of wrestling that you should know about. That's coming up on Tights and Fights. Hello, are you looking for a new comedy podcast? In which case, can I draw your attention to the Beef and Dairy Network podcast? It's a fictional industry podcast for the beef and dairy industries. It won Best Comedy at the 2017 British Podcast Awards, and it features wonderful guests such as Greg Davis. To my knowledge, it's the only cow circus that's ever existed in this country. In rural Russia, every small town has a cow circus. Josie Long. You should have a beef. Have a beef with them. I have a beef with you. I will have a beef with you. Come round my house and I'll have a beef with you. And Andy Daly. That virus never existed. There was never any such thing as a mad cow disease. That was all an illusion that uh, Big Lamb came up with. That's the Beef and Dairy Network podcast. Find us at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts from. And I would recommend starting at episode one. Bye. Tights and Fights. I'm Danielle Radford and I'm joined today by... Joe Scar. Hi. Hi. This week we want to end by sharing some of the joy of pro wrestling with you. This is the three count. All right, Joe Bear, guests go first here. So what are you putting over? Oh, man, every 10 years or so we remember that our truth is the best wrestler in the world. (laughs) And uh, we were reminded of that uh, on SmackDown this week. I think we have a clip, question mark? And as you know, Miz and I have been going after... Wait, I'm so sorry to interrupt. I'm so sorry, but truth, it's time. It's time? It's time. Hey, hold that thought, D. I just got word that it's time 
for the Truth TV seven seconds dance break. Hit it! We the rebels, everybody This is outrageous. This is embarrassing. Go, Truth. Go, Mella. <laughs> As you were saying, you guys have dance breaks on the show. Next time, be ready. <laughs> Next time, be ready. Whoa. I mean, that tells me that they will be. I I wish they were more consistent with it because our truth is like, um, I think he's the most consistent character in WWE because he's crazy. And so anything he's ever done, you can logically tie together. Yeah. He is the Deadpool of Yeah. He's the only WWE. person who has done the I am Sherlock Holmesing with a magnifying glass backstage that they've done with other people. And it's like, oh, it makes sense with our truth because he's a crazy person. Right. And also, maybe he can see past the fourth wall. Yeah. I am literally waiting. He might for be able to. I'm waiting for the point where our truth goes, oh, this is all a TV show. Yeah. And he's like, why are there always cameras? <laughs> he's waiting so his timing is just so weird and funny he gets mad at Miz because Miz talks so much that it they can't do his animals like they got animals from the zoo and now they can't do the bit and like that's why it's he's just so funny um and since we're just a two-person booth today Julian what do you want to put over boo Okay, so I uh, did a little bit of an inter internet dive a couple of months ago to find out some obscure like WWE TV shows that were kind of defunct because they do like any Ooh. TV production company. They do like a lot of pilots that just don't end up going anywhere. Uh, but in 2015, they apparently really wanted to create an NXT Kids show, right? It was called NXT Kids. I remember, I remember this. this, yeah. Yes, and it, it, I think it only lasted like a couple of pilots before they just scrapped the idea, but some of them were leaked online a while ago. What? And it features one of like my favorite commentary teams ever. So it's Corey Graves along with these two kids who I think are named Tucker and Drew, and here's like a little taste of what they bring to the table. It is time for Divas action here on NXT That's Kids. How you know it's really dated. I'm Corey Graves alongside Ew. Tucker and Drew. And guys, are you ready for the Divas? Oh, yeah. Right here, this is one of the newest Divas in NXT. Her name is Jessie. She came all the way from Australia to prove herself here in NXT against the best Divas in the world. Oh, my God, it's the kangaroo lady. I think they actually have kangaroo fights in Australia. I hope they have kangaroo fights in Australia because <laughs> no, I want to go. That would be fun. So these kids, <laughs> honestly, like, like not to overstate it, but these kids kill it throughout the entire match, which is basically yeah, they, Billy versus Bill, a very young Billy Kay versus Bailey. Yeah, and it's like they they're like saying like, do you think that this match could have ended a lot sooner if Billy just gave her the hug that Bailey really wanted? And it's just. God, they're just, they're really, really good. They're, they're too pure. <laughs> they're too pure. I, I remembered here, I remember. Because uh, I remember Izzy was Izzy supposed was to be like a, a backstage correspondent for that or yes. something. Yeah, that's what I remembered too. So I didn't know that I, leaked online. I that's kind hilarious. of hope that like, you know, one day these kids use this. If, if they go into broadcasting, it's part of like their reel. So, like, yes. Because so, oh this is, it, it was pretty great. And they do a really great job. They do I'd, better than, than I think uh, what's Saxton and, and what's his name on, and Phillips on SmackDown. They're amazing. Dude, I would, I would put this in at the end of my reel. It's just like, hey, if you watch this much, here's a treat. <laughs> yeah, here's a little, here's a little something. Here's something silly. Oh, that's hilarious. I love that. Oh, oh. but it's so <laughs> gross, though. Here's the divas. <laughs> Ooh. Hey, small boys, are you ready for the divas? <laughs> oh. They're at the Vegas Strip this week on Total Divas, <laughs> no. putting the strip back in strip. Putting the strip in strip. All right, so I'm doing for mine 
We talked earlier about the team of Naomi and Asuka. I know a lot of people are like, oh, they nerfed Asuka, but it's like, it's fine. She's Asuka. They can, they can bring, if they can bring Braun Strowman back from when he was tag teaming with the kid, Asuka can certainly come back from this. Um, and so they did a, um, a WWE exclusive on YouTube with Naomi, Asuka, Mandy Rose, and Sona Deville. And here is a clip. Naomi! Asuka! Hey! <gasps> So, your hair is so beautiful. Yeah. Nice bundles. <laughs> Girl, what you know about bundles? Uh, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Can you help me dye mine? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Would you look at these two? The new BFFs. Mm. Oh, touch my hair. Oh, yeah, let me just play with your hair. Wow, oh, it's yeah. so let me beautiful. Touch your, let me touch your hair. Whoa! Whoa. Don't touch her hair! <laughs> so, this clip begins with Naomi getting her hair did and, yep. and judged. Um, and it ends with Asuka teaching two people a very valuable lesson about touching a black woman hair. Yep. Um, got right in between her and the hair. Plus, Asuka complimented her on her bundles, and let's be real, those are real good bundles. <laughs> um, and then Trinity talking about getting help with dying hair, and it was just so, like, it's it's such a uh, it's such a Danielle segment. It's a segment Barry, that, that was it, built for you. It yeah. was, it's, the, the Venn diagram is just like, um, it's like, uh, Oh shoot! I can't think of their name right now. I have to. Uh, 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 it's yeah, the it's the Venn diagram is me, Lindsay, and the nobodies. Like that's <laughs> who that segment is for. And in fact, I can't wait. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna send a message to Lady Berica right after this. <laughs> All right. So that does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. We are a podcast on the Maximum Fun Network. Um, this week our hosts were Joe Starr, along with me, Danielle Radford. Joe, thank you so much for hanging out, babe. Uh, this is awesome. Thank you so thank much for you. having me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I would love um, to come back. I would love to have you back. Um, hey. What do you want to anything um, that you want to plug or put over for the audience? Uh, I look, I'm gonna be a, a worthless shill and please uh, spend four dollars on my dumb robot comedy thing. You can get it on iTunes and Amazon. It's completely fucking worth it, you guys. It is it's, so it's, funny. It's eight minutes of your time. It's so fucking <laughs> funny and it makes me super laugh. Thank you. And especially if you like the kind of sci fi that has a British murder robot, um, it could be and something. I know that they're cyborgs. There's a, they're in a thing. There's a bit inside a thing. Um, as for me, as per usual, you can find me. Um, you can uh, join my Patreon where we've got some easy tiers because, again, I know how much um, me talking wrestles is worth. Eh, it's not uh, worth a whole bunch. So, um, yeah, go over to my Patreon. I will be probably adding on some new tiers of, uh, with uh, uh, some stuff that I'm really excited to bring um, now that I might have some time for that. Also, um, as per usual, uh, check me out every Thursday. I'm on Screen Junkies. I do um, Screen Junkies Universe. And then and that afternoon, I do movie fights. I will not be there tomorrow for movie fights, but um, it's because I'm doing something else cool for the channel, and you are all in my heart of hearts. Um, our producer is the Dungeon of Groom, Julian Burrell. Aww. Senior producer at Maximum <laughs> Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music at Well, so we're putting him over for that. Please check out whatever the fuck is going on over on Mike's fucking Twitter. He is embroiled in a rap battle with a wrestler from OVW and he showed up at one point. I don't know what the fuck is going on. You're like, I'm, I'm, I'm so confused and Mike is which, good, but the rest the rest which weirdly and, and is the beginning. Uh, that's where I grew up and he met my friend Sean, who I grew up with, who I started watching wrestling with. So, oh, 
That was a weird circle that connected. It's a perfect circle. Yeah, like the band. Like the band. <laughs> I love to. Um, keep up with us all week long at facebook.com slash group slash tightsfights and at tightfights on Twitter and on Instagram. If you love the show, remember to hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts and share us with all of your friends. Thank you so much to the Max Fund members who make this show possible. And we will be back next week for more, you guessed it, wrestling. Tights and Bites Podcast. Tights and Bites. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. He's in my house. He's in my house. <laughs> get out my no, house. Joe, get out my house. <laughs> oh.